Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog, the tiny room. I am the Michael of the podcast, Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the man who was the inspiration for the phrase, it's all about the Benjamins. It's Benjamins. Hi. Yeah, really <laughs> that's my own fault there. You screw the pooch I'm there. Sorry. I was looking at facts and figures and statistics. I was trying to be prepared for the podcast. I'm sorry. And then you were too focused on preparing for the podcast that you forgot to line up the theme music. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. <laughs> Very good. Ben, you'll have noticed, Ben, that I've shortened the theme music slightly this week. Have you? Yeah, so that it just stops after we don't have any theme music. Because it's very good, it's very entertaining, but possibly a bit too long. Oh. Yeah, so now oh. now that I've said that on the recording, I have to do it, or else that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, you forced yourself. <laughs> exactly, see what I've done there? Uh, um, ben. Setting up fail-proofs, yeah. Speaking of Hobson Shaw. Ooh. Which I know we weren't. No, we definitely were, Michael. That was a seamless segue. Did you see the rumours that Vanessa Kirby from Hobbs and Shaw is being tapped to play Catwoman in Matt Reeves' Batman? I'm going to have to look up who Vanessa Kirby is. She's now. the lady from Hobbs and Shaw. There are many women in Hobbs she and Shaw. Was, gonna... she was oh, she's the, the blonde lady she's in Hobbs and lady. Shaw. I, that's a very Michelle Pfeiffer-esque... Uh, I think it's a very good call. Tap. Ben, it gets uh, it gets my seal of approval. Yeah, well, it would, wouldn't it? It's yeah. a, it's a sexy se- blonde cat lady. My seal of approval, Ben, is made of mostly sweat. <laughs> oh. That, that's what seals it. Oh. It's pretty gross. That's disgusting. But yeah, I think that's a good call. She has an interesting face. She's got a very feline face. She has an interesting face and the she's right an attractive kind of lady. feline. Mm. Would have watched her in the ill-fated uh, Broadway musical adaptation Cats. Cats. She looks more like a cat than the actual cat people. Taylor Swift, for example. Ugh. Cats is still freaking people out. <laughs> yes, it's very enjoyable. We're are... far from the only popular culture podcast podcast to touch upon this to be going on about i think it's the big news it, it it's interesting I, I watched one of the videos on 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 the youtube go on from the corridor crew and the corridor your favorite lads it, I, i'm a big fan Sound but lads. they analyzed it from the point of view that technically it's actually fairly flawless it's cgi spectacular and the ben. problem is that they've they were sent to cat school which i didn't know this right so all of their movements are un- in inhuman. <laughs> I disagree with that. They're and just how they, dancing. Uh, no, but even in how they walk towards gates and things, the thing that might be freaking people out more than anything else, I think it's their that sexy they cat move bodies. wrong. No, yeah. it's not. It's their sexy cat okay, bodies. Then. Sexy cat it's bodies. Sexy cat nude bodies. It's, it's weird. It's, it's just weird. I don't like tiny it. little sexy people. Ben is holding his phone up doing some research, but it looks like he's just taking loads of pictures of my chest. I am. I'm a <laughs> big fan doing? of mixed chest. It's lovely. <laughs> what are you doing, you weirdo? You looking stuff up? Yeah, I'm just looking up figures. Yeah, so anyway, Ben. Yeah, Vanessa. <laughs> speaking of things that um, aren't really in our wheelhouse, Ben. Yes. This week, I've been watching something which is quite uh, tangential to our main focus. But some people would argue it's not outside of it's 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 Veronica Mars, Ben. I've been watching Veronica Mars. You did very good there. Now, thanks, Ben. Veronica Mars is a very, very, very interesting story of a production. I feel. Okay. Go on. Ask me to go on. Go on. Because men, it ha it was a TV show. Yes. Of three seasons. Twas. Two seasons, a very kind of dark noir high school thing. Twer. And then a kind of light and fluffy third season where they were in college. Twas. Then it disappeared. Tid. And it had its fans, its marshmallows. Tid. And then it came back as a crowdfunded movie. Tid it. Which was very fan servicey, as you would say. Twas it. And it had a happy ending. 
twit it. Stop it now. <laughs> and then it disappeared again. Okay. And now it's back again <laughs> as a more adult series on the Hulu. On the Hulu. Yeah. So it has, in one form or another, been running for 15 years, 16 years. That's odd, isn't it? Even though it only has three, three and a half seasons of content and a movie. It's a very interesting pop culture phenomena. It does. Phenomena. There you go. Very good. And Ben, I watched season four. And the reason that we're talking about it really is because it touches on. Are you still looking stuff up? I'm just enjoying it here, but I'm listening to you like a a hawk. Hawks don't listen. No. Eyes of the hawk, ears of the wolf. We'll come back to that later. No. That's completely wrong. And I'm listening like the wolf. No, Ben, I was doing the theme tune from Bloody Brave Star. Brave Star. Stop it now. That's not even. It touches on a thing that you find very interesting. Go on now. It touches on. You're quite happy this week after last week's depressing episode. Are you back on your medication? (laughs) You weirdo. If I did suffer from severe mental health, there would be no shame and stigma in that, dear listeners. Yeah. It would be perfectly fine if I was back on yeah, my so medication. So don't take, don't take Ben's body shaming to heart. <laughs> what was I saying? I it's was a- taking pictures of your magnificent chest oh, moments ago. If anyone is anti-body shaming, it's Ben Gullaby. Tiny nipples, though. Yeah. Like well, rat. look, that was pointed out to me earlier in the day. I've never actually paid that much attention to your nipples. No, much to small. your chagrin. They're very small. They're like a rat's nipples. Really? Rat what? nipples? Ripples? What are we talking about? Uh, yes, something has, that I'm very fond of. Yeah, it's something that touched close to your heart. Go a on. fan backlash, Ben. <gasps> I love toxic fan bases, you Michael. Love, they do so base. stir my coffee. Go on. Go on, right. So we're going to do a spoil- spoilers here for Veronica Mars Season 4. Okay. So we'll give a little spoiler break there. Prepped. Oh, very good. Uh, spoiler break. Spoiler break. Go away. And here we go. Okay, we're back. Uh, Veronica Mars's long-term... On again, off again, will he, won't he, bad boy love interest is killed in the final scene. <gasps> yeah. And let me tell you, Ben, the bloody marshmallows not happy with creator, director, writer Rob Thomas. Oh, boy. Yeah. Who's her on again, off again? Logan Eccles. He was a bad boy. He's played by uh, noted character actor Jason Doring. Uh, he was also in bloody eye zombie as essentially the same character oh, he's pretty great he's I a zombie. handsome man you and your good lady friend have a very similar watching pattern what do you mean because she loves an eye zombie as well and she's well, a we, huge Veronica Mars fan we live in the same house Ben so we often watch is, is that things. a very handsome man I don't know I, I, as I you know Ben I'm bad at judging this I don't think I would argue that you are a more handsome man than that man oh good and I would be happier to see you play the bad boy love interest thanks Ben of one Veronica Mars thanks a lot as ben. opposed to this I'll give you those 50 later. This, I've, I've never understood the term pinhead as an insult, and now I do. He he didn't used to be that buff, but he got quite buff and now has a tiny head. Mm. Anyway, Ben, mm. he was the bad boy, love interest, rebel, motorcycle boy, uh, rich boy, rich kid, doesn't care about anyone. Classic. Love interest. And for a long time, everyone wanted Veronica to get with him. And then in the last season, they found happiness together. Oh. And then he got blown up. Oh. <laughs> And, oh, Ben. Will there be a big twist, though, in the next season? Well, you know, you could say about TV, no body, no... Yeah, no body, no death. We, we didn't see a body. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's no body, there's no death. Yeah, sometimes where there's no body... It's, there's uh, also fire. Yeah, or... Um, no, I haven't got anything good for that. Explosions are the classic way to kill someone without actually killing them. Especially it happened largely off screen. 
Ah, sure, look, <laughs> we're going to see him in season five. It'll be fine. It'll be grand. But yeah, the fans are not happy, Ben. They're very angry. Do you think he'll have amnesia and they'll do a Winter Soldier type arc on him? I don't think it's that type of show. Well, it'll be bad. <laughs> it well, be. Apparently we blow up all the happy love interests now. So well, I mean, the whole season was about uh, a bomber. Ah, the, well, the sure, look, that fits, doesn't it? The mystery was the bomber. The mystery box of the season was who's the bomber. Who's the bomber? Bloody bombers. It was Pat Oswald. Oh, I love Pat Oswald. It had uh, it had Pat Oswald in it this season and J.K. Cool. Simmons. Oh, I love J.K. Simmons. And J.K. Simmons was a kind of mafia fixer sort of guy. That's fantastic. And every now and then he would be like, "I want you to get me pictures of every low life in this town." You're like, you mean Spider Man? You mean Spider Man? <laughs> you want us to get you pictures of Spider Man? <laughs> That's what you want, isn't it? That is, that is what you want, isn't it? <laughs> you mean Spider Man, don't you, J. John Jameson? <laughs> what is the J in J. Jonah Jameson now? John Jonah Jameson. I don't know. It's not James Johnny Jameson, surely. I don't know. I, look, to be honest with you, I don't know. JJ. It's just JJ to us. Anyway, it's mm. good though. I'd watch. I, I, wait, wait, I worth a watch? I liked season four of... Ben, you've kind of hit the nail on the head. I didn't really watch these because I'm particularly excited by them. They're more of my lady friend sort yeah. of thing. And it was my favourite of the Veronica Mars content. Content is king, Ben. Everything is content. Everything is content. Quote our friend Cron from Croncraft. We here with the Michael and Benjamin's podcast produced quite a... the Michael and Benjamin's podcast. We here the last time. <laughs> we here at Michael and Benjamin's podcast produced quite a bit of content. Arguably too much. Arguably too much. But so if you want to check out any of that content, check it out on showmrebuke.com or Instagram or iTunes or, or Spotify. Spotify or SoundCloud or Podbean or <laughs> just... Or just too many the, places. The bottom of any barrel. <laughs> head down to your local Tesco and look in the bargain bin and there we are find a barrel just scrape the bottom of it there's our little there's, faces there's our little faces grinning up at you now speaking of scraping the bottom of the barrel bin <laughs> because we were quite low on content this week I bought a comic book you got a comic book I bought one Ben I bought the comic book Neil Gaiman's The Eternals oh Ben on the basis that um it's probably going to be that which will form the basis of the storyline for the new... Oh, we're going off a gay man well, adaptation. you know, people said that Guardians of the Galaxy, when it came out, what a risk. What a bizarre thing to do. So odd. What a risk. And then people said, look, it's based on the new Abnett run. Dan Abnett. Dan Abnett. And to be honest, it wasn't really, was it, Ben? No. I mean, it took the core team from that. But did it take anything else, Michael? Did it take the theme Probably not. I don't know, because I can't remember the Dan Abnett I don't run. remember the Dan Abnett run at all. It had Quasar in it. And, um, I never got Quasar as a character. She has Negabands. No, that's... Sometimes it's a man. You see, Quasar is sometimes a man. Yeah, sometimes a lady. Sometimes a lady. Sometimes evil. Sometimes evil, sometimes There's a little not. kind of group of Marvel, char- Marvel cosmic characters who all look and act very similar. Yes. Quasar, Adam Warlock, yes. uh, Captain Marvel... You know, all of those lads. Get get rid of them. They're no good. But anyway, I bought Neil Gaiman's The Eternal Bent. I give it an old read. Any good? It's actually pretty good, you know. Is it? Yeah. I'd expect no less from Neil. Neil Gaiman's pretty good, isn't he? He's he's Do you know what? He's one of the few that have been consistent from that great British invasion. <laughs> Everything Warren Ellis writes gets cancelled or he just know. stops doing it the, eventually the Wildstorm is pretty good we're both enjoying that it's, it's about time but everything else that he writes he kind of gives up on halfway through bloody injection finished on a cliffhanger and I'm still not forgiving him did it? oh yeah it, oh. It's, it's, he's, he's always there going it's, it's coming back lads it's coming back it's coming back you wee bastards I think poor Declan Shelby is there going no 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 it, it's coming back lads 
<laughs> it's coming back. As soon as I get Warren on the phone, it's, yeah. it's coming back. I just want to draw pictures of Dublin again. <laughs> That's all he wants. Um, but nah, it's nice not coming back. Um, and uh, on a quick side note, bloody Go Alan on. Moore's return from comics. Oh yeah, we did were going to do an Alan Moore episode. Yeah, did we, we did an Alan to do Moore episode. It's, it's there somewhere. Oh, you know what we, we will do though? Go we'll do it and uh, thinks Alan Moore hates episode. Yeah, we should do that. That's where we we go back and look at all the stuff he hated and go, that's actually pretty oh, good. That's actually pretty good. Shut up, Alan Moore. You big jerk. You're no longer relevant. But we can't get you on the podcast anymore. You've retired. But speaking of uh, things Alan Moore didn't like, Neil Gaiman. Or were they mates? They're mates. Are oh, they? Are they're mates? Well, yeah, Ben. The Eternals is pretty good. It it has very much the structure of a film, and because the idea of it is that the Eternals have been brain wiped. Well, reality has been altered. Oh. By someone mischievous. Oh, a Thanos or something. No, it's actually another Eternal, as it turns out. But reality has been altered, so most of the Eternals don't remember their Eternals. Goodness. And then the story is them gradually, one by one, realising their Eternals and their powers reactivating and so on. Goodness. And it would suit a a screenplay very well, and it would be a decent enough way to reintroduce them. Tis an in-media res journey of discovery. Exactly. And you could do a thing where that's why they weren't around, because they didn't bloody know they were super people. There's a hidden expanded world. Yeah. You've Infinity War proofed the entire script, so to speak. Exactly. Look at... Oh. Mm. Did did you read the theory about how they're going to reintroduce Blade? No. The the theory... Did we talk about this? Yes, we did. We talked about it last week. The idea being that because the Thanos wiped out half of all life, that didn't include half of all vampires, because vampires are dead. So that during the five years, during that grim five years, where there was no one at football matches and... Stuff. Yeah. Uh, and people vampires. were going on dates and crying. Exactly the crying <clears throat> years. The crying dates. Yeah. Um, those during those five years, vampires were able to repopulate after their decimation in the early years of vampire hunters. That's very good, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't that oh, quite clever? Oh, I like that. That's 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 just just clever enough. Just to get past enough. me. Just yeah. a little, just a little, a little, a little sprinkle, a little, <laughs> a little picante sprinkle of, of <laughs> a bit of nerdy sauce. A spicy sprinkle of nerdy sauce. It is. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I think it's good. Oh, I'm well on board for that. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Mark. I have to admit, oddly enough, one of the two things I'm very excited for, having watched a few videos breaking down the different panels and things, uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, kind of kind of want to see that now. Yeah. And uh, Blade. Can't wait to see Blade. I love the original Blade movies. They're very good. They're great. Three is a bit hit or miss. But That's because he was having a big spat with the production team. You've seen that clip we've talked about before. The CGI eyes. Open his eyes. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Benjamin, though. Yeah. Did you see the fan poll that was uh, done? Asking people what their most anticipated phase four movie was. No. It was very interesting. The winner was Doctor Strange and the the Multiverse of Madness. I think that's probably just Cumberbitches getting on board. But, right, that that was like number, that was the number one. Blade was number two. Okay. Oh, that's me. And they were like, (laughs) let's say about 30% each. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then the third one was the other one, the other exciting announcement. Uh, The Eternals? No. The Eternals was the least anticipated with something like 1.2% of the vote. That somewhat makes sense, though, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. To to an MCU-based universe, Blade, we have uh, kind of a basis for yeah. because there's three movies before this. And people, and a TV show, and Sticky Fingers. I've never seen the TV show. It's not great. Actually. Um, but 
that's interesting, isn't it? So that has a basis. Uh, Stephen Strange, obviously, look, we all have... I think that was quite a successful movie, despite the fact that it would have been an, a little-known character at the time. Yeah, I think it made something like $680 million at the box office, um, which at the time was pretty good. Yeah. But in the current Marvel... In the current climate. If it doesn't, if it doesn't bust a billion... What a flop. Exactly. Yeah. Which is mad. Which is weird. That's a lot of money. Mm. I think I, they bought... I read the other day that Disney bought it for $5 billion and it's made eighteen billion for them today. Yeah, look, look, Ben. Like that's a phenomenal but investment. Look at the, that. The thing is, though, like if you really want to invest, you don't invest in movies. God, movies, no. They're not that big a money maker, really. Unless you're Marvel, yeah. Bastard. In which case, they make a fuck ton. <laughs> but then, like, you can make a lot more money in stock and things. Like you. Speaking of stock. <laughs> God, that was a perfect segue, Michael. Uh, Netflix had a fucking shite week. Um, they lost 10% of their revenue overall. Their Be- revenue or their stock value? Uh, their stock value, sorry. 10% of their stock value because they lost, I think it was 100,000 subscribers in a week. Oh, God. Um, you see, they've altered the price plan again. Ah. Um, and there's a rolling um, there's a rolling one coming out across Europe now, as oh, we speak, no. being rolled out a, a price up. Um, you don't want to put a price up when everyone's excited about Disney Plus. Not not a great business strategy. On top of that, um, their content isn't doing as well as it should be. Stranger Things was good. It, Stranger Things was good, but it's gotten a lot more backlash than previous seasons of Stranger Things. Has it's, it? It's uh, yeah, quite a few critics have been saying eh, it's lost a little something. Shut something up, critics. Well, critics don't know much. Ben, get any of those critics in here, and I will wrestle them. Uh, again, you can't. You can't win intellectual debates with physical strength Michael yes you can you can only silence intellectual <laughs> debates with physical strength and can. silence and winning are not the same thing that's the problem with the internet it takes the inherent <laughs> threat of violence out of every interaction it's true someone it's won't very true someone won't call you a bloody libtard cook if you're sitting right in front of you it's you dehumanisation if you're yeah. screaming at a little avatar on the screen it's much easier to be an abusive racist dickhole yeah because they won't leap across the table and Pull out your windpipe. Strangle you. You you twice tried that with me, Michael, and thanks to my cat-like, well, rat-like reflexes, rat-like, let's be honest, yeah. I scuttled up the wall and hid on the roof until you stopped. You've rat-like reflexes, I've rat-like nipples. Yeah, we make a good pair. <laughs> good pair. Um, but yeah, basically, um, because of this very strategy, they also keep being like, would you hate it if we did ads? And everyone is being like, yeah, yes. Yeah, we would, yeah. And then they try and Chris Hemsworth it by going, Really? Would you? Would you? Would you? Go on, try an ad. Have a little ad. Try an ad. And people are like, don't you fucking put that ad in my face. Um, And it's, it's, I don't know. Their model just doesn't seem to be able to sustain itself. And they're taking on bigger and bigger projects. Um, And I don't know if they're giving the right amount of allotment and budget. Ben, they all, all things like that eventually either become global conglomerate megacorps or fade away. Like yeah, tear, like they, tears in the rain. They have to. Oh, speaking of bloody, oh, you are just on fire today. Look at you. Um, unfortunately, this week, uh, Rutger Hauer passed away mm. at seventy-five. Was it seventy-five? Seventy-five. A think. decent innings. A de- decent innings. Not the best innings. No, but decent. Interestingly, he died in the year he died in the Blade Runner film, Stop which the people lights. are very excited about. And I was like, lads, bit grim, lads, bit dark, bit of civility. <laughs> He died in 2019 in Blade Runner. He dies in 2019 in Blade Runner. That's really interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Um, It's an odd one, isn't it? Of course, his best film was Lady Hawk. What a win. What's Lady Hawk? 
Have you ever seen Lady Hawk? Never seen Lady Hawk. That's your homework is watch Rutger Lady Hawk. Go watch Lady Hawk. Unsurprisingly, Ben, and this might well it might be surprising because it's this literal. It's about a lady who can turn into a hawk. Oddly enough, that tracks. I think <laughs> that, it is actually. Bit. It's been a while. Have I imagined that? <laughs> Are we going to watch Lady Hawk? After I think we'll this? watch Lady Hawk after this while we have our <laughs> Comic Con production meeting. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the other interesting thing, uh, YouTube's acting the bollocks as well, um, because they've started putting two ads in before their videos. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't like it. Not a no. That's too many ads. Yeah, I don't like ads. Too many ads. Ads are the whole reason that people went to YouTube and Netflix in the first place. Well, Michael. look, some new someone will make a new video sharing platform. With and no then ads. we'll all have to jump over there and get back on the bandwagon and start all over again. And the circle. Of oh, the I saw Lion King. Of oh, did you? I saw Lion King. Did you um, enjoy it? No. I didn't. Um, well, several reasons. One for one, it's a shot-for-shot shot remake without yeah. any of the charm, as you so aptly pointed out. None of the color. Okay, it has none of the color. None of the expressiveness. Yeah. Um, I think Billy Eichner was a terrible replacement for Broadway's Nathan Lane as Timon. I, didn't I think disagree he with you. I think he's almost indistinguishable. I would strongly disagree with that. Strongly Seth Rogen was quite good, though. Yeah. Um, they completely changed the lyrics and the tone of "Be Prepared," which is my favorite Disney song. Um, is Be Prepared not from Mulan? Sorry? Be Prepared is from Mulan. No, Be Prepared is from um, The Lion King. Which one is that? It's the one where he's talking about uh, you won't get a sniff without me. Dum, 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 oh, dum, dum, the, the Nazi song. Yeah, the Nazi song. That one. Yeah. Great song at the time because it really highlights how Nazi propaganda works and how fascism takes hold and how populism can really lead to terrible, terrible things. Mm-hmm. I think Disney was playing it safe because they didn't want to seem like they were criticising uh, certain political things. Oh, DT. DT. Yeah, because they changed all the lyrics to do with succession and coup and things like that. It was very interesting. Um, but it also lost a lot of the oomph. I missed the colour quite a bit. Yeah, the um, it, it, Too realistic was your was your ideal criticism, Michael. Mm-hmm. What a, what a, Thanks, Ben. What a, what a perfect... I went to film critic school I, I know you did and you nailed it where you got your degree by wrestling them all into silence yeah. um, tweaking their big nipples <laughs> tweaking their big nipples and, and they tried to get yours <laughs> just touching flesh couldn't get a grip couldn't get a nip too small couldn't get a nip <laughs> so I went to see that what are we talking about Go. were there any trailers this week Ben unless are you finished talking about Lion King or do you want to talk about Lion King more no I just think it was a very um you're right, though. Disney definitely came to... Uh, you say his name. You're much better at it than I am. Who? Uh, Scar. Tweedle Effigy for... Thank you. Um, it, it definitely came to him and said, just, just, do, just Jeremy do Jeremy Irons. Irons. Just do Jeremy Irons. <laughs> and I felt bad for him because he's a great actor. I would like to see when they remake... Um, God damn it. Is Jeremy Irons in the Batman film? Yeah, he was in... He was in yeah, he's Alfred. Yeah, he was Alfred. Yeah, he was he? Alfred for two movies. Yeah, I would like to see Chewie Levy for recast as Jeremy Irons as Alfred <laughs> in everything he's yeah, ever been. Just in, in everything. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, it? Yeah, I'd watch that. Um, I will shot s- for shot remake. <laughs> just, just that. Just, just that across the board. Yeah, definitely needed a color injection. Definitely needed a bit of oomph. Um, odd decharacterization of other fan favorites like Rafiki. Rafiki doesn't feature much at all. In the new one, did he feature a lot? I don't think he did. But he, the, the moments he did, he kind of steals the scene, and each one is kind of this mad shamanistic. Well, he hits the things with the stick. Tribal, yeah, but it was enjoyable, you know. Um, I do think you were right, though. Uh, while it is spectacular what they managed to do with the CGI in it, 
not entirely necessary. I think they forgot the purpose of animation yeah. overall. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I, I sat there and I was much much to my irritation, Michael. I sat there and went, oh, he was right. I know it was. He yeah. was right. I know it was. He was right. Why are you agreeing with me? He was you? right. Wait, hold on, I'll just get last week me on the phone here and he you can agree right. with me. Hello? No, he's called me a cock. Ah, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Fair enough. That's that. that again. That tracks. Um, so there were a couple of trailers this week, Michael. And it's odd because it feels very like we're in the 1990s, Michael. Right, the 90s back. Um, there were a series the Lion of... Lion King. There were a series of... Well, I mean, the Lion King what is segue. back. What a segue. What a segue. Um, Mulan. Mulan is coming back. Yep. Um, not going to have any of the songs from the original animated mm. film. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's a good one. I don't know, that's a good idea. Well, it seems to be more of a retelling... Sorry, I'm not speaking to the mic. It seems to be more of a retelling of the ancient Chinese mythological story now. Which is fine. Representation and whatnot. Dragons. No dragons. Yeah, no dragons. No Eddie Murphy. No Mushu. Mushu was a very racist name when you think back to it, wasn't it? The whole thing is a bit racist, really. Yeah, it probably is, isn't it? Go on, anyway. Speak your wheels the there about thing. what you're saying. Um, no, but we, we saw three unusual teaser trailers and trailers dropped this week. Um, two of them are a straight blast from the past. Um, one is Rocco's Modern Life is coming back for a Netflix movie. Oh. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what that is. Rocco's, for example, me. Uh, <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life was a very unusual Nicktoons cartoon. Um, from the 1990s following a wallaby and his best friend from the late as he 90s? tried to navigate yeah well mid to late 90s 1994 1994 Rocco's Modern Life is from 1994 1994 to 1999 I think yeah four seasons four seasons 52 episodes when was the X-Men the animated series from that was 1990 is that 95 I don't know they don't strike me as what a great what a great collection you've assembled here in front of me Michael I'm going to photograph that now and put that up they don't they don't strike here
um, to help with that. But anyway, we won't get into that. But that's making a comeback as well, uh, much to the delight of the internet. Uh, he was a cult classic. And the same with Rocker's Modern Life. So we're really kind of appealing to niche audiences. Um, and another thing that appeals to niche audiences on a much larger level, I suppose, is Steven Universe is getting a movie. I don't know what Steven Universe Steven is. Steven Universe is all about the gemstones, Michael. The gemstones. The we are the crystal stones. gems. No, no, no. Way after Jim Starlin did his run on Thanos, um, a lovely young creator called Rebecca Sugar, who came from the Cal Art scene. Is that her real name? Which Yes, that, well, I mean, there's a question for you, isn't it? Um, I, I'm not, no, it is her name. It's Rebecca Sugar, but I'm not sure it's her real, real name. It seems far too ideal for what is, quite frankly, a twee cartoon with some great messaging and, and uh, role modelling involved. Um, lovely animation, but it's getting a movie with a grown-up... Um, with a grown-up Steven from Steven Universe. Um, I'm going to tell you all about that. You tell me about it. As we progress, because today's topic, Michael, oh? today's topic, and it got me thinking, is, yes. my goodness, how yes. far have cartoons come since the early days of Saturday morning cartoons? Right, go on. Um, and the reason that got me thinking, Michael, is uh, those three, as mentioned below, yes. or above, depends on what way you think of time. Think of time. Um, Do you use the Chinese method, where above is before and below is... After, yeah, or you could use the African cyclical time cycle, which is never the ending. Circle the of circle life, exactly. Life. Um, that's what, interestingly where Afro future it doesn't matter, it's not, not, not relevant to today's topic. Um, but uh, it's what got me thinking about um, how Saturday morning cartoons have, have altered massively right. over the years, um, right. and those three being key examples of kind of watershed moments for a lot of cartoons. Um, so, Michael, go on. With that in mind, right? That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, Ben, I'm going to interrupt you because I think that you're. Uh, Afro- What's wrong with you? I, I was kicking a cable under the thing. I wanted <laughs> to make sure it wasn't one of your action figures. Um, are, are we starting here from the mid '90s uh, when, well, when you were a youth? Yes, we're probably going to look at that era. That will be my main focus, Michael, right. as I am. A mid-90s child. Because, Ben, if we go back a couple of steps... Go on. Your Saturday morning cartoons were often made to sell comics. Well, why don't you tell me about that, Michael? Well, you know, your 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 Spider-Mans. Your Spider-Man where he has one pose. Your Spooderman. Your early Spider-Man comics. And then your late 70s comics for the Super Friends, etc. Voltron. Voltron. Well, that was Super later, Friends later. and Voltron are separate things. Because, Ben, in the... In the toy collecting community, which, as you know, I'm quite a big member of. You are? No, I wouldn't have known that, Michael. Um, What do you mean? (laughs) Particularly in the kind of media-related, the media spin-off of toys thing. Nice. (laughs) Let's say in the Transformers community, the Transformers fandom, there's a very important expression. Right. And that expression is to sell toys. Okay. And Not the most creative expression in it, the world. No, but that is the answer to many, 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 many questions. As in, why would they do that? To sell toys. Ah. <laughs> like, for example, if you were to ask the question, Ben, why did they kill off all of the most popular cast of the Transformers in the Transformers movie in 1986? Can I take a stab at this? Go on, have a quick go. Is it to sell toys? It's to sell toys. Oh, yeah. Ben, why do the Teenage Mutant Ninja or Hero Turtles have so many do you know about that uh, no teenage mutant they're the, originally they were called the teenage mutant ninja turtles right but in the uk there was a controversy in the mid to late 80s okay. about ninjas why because there was a moral panic 
Oh, I love a good moral panic. Yeah, there was a moral panic about, you know, East Asian violence entering popular culture. And lots of things were banned. Shurikens were banned. Oh. Nunchucks were banned. Mall ninja shit. Uh, You basically, yeah, you couldn't buy things with ninjas in them. That's probably what stopped the neckbeard community from taking a real hold in the UK. So, you know, go (laughs) Maybe. Ben, we're not in the UK. Oh shit! <laughs> that was a political wow. faux pas. Wow, man! Oh, yes, hold on one second. Ooh. Yes, Boris. Yes, no, he's here. He's there. No, yes, he is looking to take up a cabinet position. It's for you, Ben. They actually let me in. Um, he seems to be letting anybody in. Oh, oh anyway, we're not a political podcast. What Moving on from there. Um, to sell toys. To sell toys. Yeah. So, if Ben, let's say nunchucks are banned, right? And shurikens are banned. And things about ninjas cause a moral panic. Yes. That's going to cause a big problem when your main goal is... To sell toys. To sell toys. So when when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles... When that was exported to the UK, it was edited to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Hmm. And every reference to the word ninja was edited out. Heroes with a half shell. Turtle power. power. So that was always the original lyric, yeah. but obviously they just went with that. Uh, apparently in the original song, it's they're the world's most fearsome ninja teens. But in the British one, it was they're the world's most fearsome fighting, fighting teens. teens. Which some would argue from a literary perspective, it's better. It's, uh, better. Funnily enough, Ben, here in jolly old Ireland... We got season one unedited. Wrong collocation. <laughs> Jolly old Ireland. People say, <laughs> that. say that. all the time. The thing people say. We got season one unedited. Oh. Of the Turtles. The Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. And then when season two rolled around, we got the British version. I wasn't allowed to watch the Teenage Mutant Hero Ninja Turtles. Why was that? Because it was violent. There My you mother go, had a moral man. panic. Your mother had an East Asian ninja moral panic. And she wouldn't let me watch Power Rangers. There you go. It's very interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. That's why, that. Ben. That's what was happening at that period in, in life. People were real concerned about how lethal nunchucks were. The two bits of wood are stuck together with Unless you have the correct training. There's not a hope. Um, even if you do, they're not as dangerous <laughs> as a knife. <laughs> or a stick. Just bait him with a, a stick. A stick. A bait him with a stick. You, so you go out there and get me a dish and stick and I'll take care of this now. Everyone's favourite turtle, Ben, Michelangelo. He's... Uh, his weapons were nunchucks but they were edited out of the UK version what completely anytime he used nunchucks it was edited out what do you mean it was edited what did he use instead you didn't see him fighting two bananas two bananas on it. so in season 3 the Americans went oh for god's sake oh god damn it guys god damn it we're trying we to get our heads out of our asses please we're, tr- we're trying to sell toys here and they had to reimagine Michelangelo to use a, a kind of shell shaped grappling hook Ugh. yeah because he couldn't Ooh. have his nunchucks. To sell toys. To sell toys. Mm. Yeah. That's a great phrase. I like that. See? Yeah. Do you, you see, in the late, early 80s, I think. Yes. There was a relaxation on broadcasting law. And so moral panic wasn't as. No, moral panic was still there. But in the, in the early 80s, there was a relaxation on permission to advertise to kids. You Ah. You were. For the first time in the 80s on TV, you were allowed to make TV programs specifically to sell toys. To sell toys. There you go. I'm I'm getting it slowly. That's where we got, Ben. And think of all of these franchises that exist purely to sell toys. Okay. Transformers. Those have toys. They were toys first. Uh, Those were toys. Exactly. 
more masters of the universe. Those have toys. Yes, they were toys first, Ben. Those had toys. No. They, they were toys. <laughs> this is a tough bit to do because uh, I'm not really... Yeah, a Brave Star. <gasps> Was that a toy first? Yeah. Oh. But you see... What? Yeah. Brave Star on the planet of New Texas. Um, New Texas. In a faraway place, in a distant that. time, in a faraway place, <laughs> on the planet New Texas floats deep in space. Brave Star. Do you know what I found, which was really cool after we did that little bit on our other podcast, Collecting Issues? Go on. Um, there was a, there's a guy in Russia who did a whole concept art series for Brave Star, the, the live action oh, adaptation. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Very Dw- cool. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Very cool. Oh, my God. What a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, are we doing a Brave Star pitch next week? <laughs> Let's do it next week. Let's do a Brave Star <laughs> pitch next week. Oh, that'd be yep, great. Definitely doing that. Oh, so sold. Dwayne Rock Johnson. Uh, no, what was I saying? Yeah, so all of these shows were made specifically to sell toys. That's why they existed. That's why mad. they had mad plots. Mad. That's why they have. But because they were in kind of deep trouble with, you know, you're kind of towing the line here morally between yeah. is the children entertainment or are you just selling toys? You're just to selling them? toys there, lads. That's why they all have morals. That's why every episode is some sort of moral lesson. Because it has to be wholesome advertising exactly. for kids. So that the parents don't realise it's advertising mm, for kids. It's harmless. Mm. Yeah. So for me, Ben, yes. the watershed moment was in the later 90s when cartoons started coming out that weren't necessarily... Well, maybe I have misinterpreted, but they weren't necessarily to sell toys. No, they definitely weren't, Michael. They definitely weren't. You had the new school of animators who had fallen in love with animation for many, many years and they were now making projects as an artistic expression as opposed to necessarily a thing. But you also had the rise of two very big networks Go in on. the 90s that became huge and that was Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Boom. Um, that was the sound they used to make. And it took me years to figure out what a Nickelodeon was. It was a little entertainment box they had way back in the day. Um, So it was a very clever name, really, when you think about it. Um, But yeah, they came out and basically they had this wave of cartoons that came out with them. Um, And interestingly, I suppose what's very different from cartoons in the the 90s compared to cartoons um, in the 80s to sell toys. Thundercats. Thundercats. Toys first. All of them were toys first. Ben. All of them were All toys them. first. That was the whole point. They existed to sell toys. Well, that definitely stopped in, in the early 90s because if we take a look at the list Visionaries. of different things that we had. What, what's the Visionaries? Visionaries was a kind of G.I. slightly bigger than G.I. Joe size action figure line based oh. around the gimmick of holograms. Oh, well, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, it wasn't great. That sounds very gimmicky. But what we had, Michael, and what we saw in the early 90s is something that you will probably be very familiar Ring with. Ring Raiders. Uh, yeah. What we saw in the 90s, something you'll probably be very familiar with, is one of the ones that we both know is Powerpuff Girls, which we've talked about before. Yeah, I like the Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls came from Cartoon Network, and other ones that came from Cartoon Network at this time would have been Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. Would have been Cow and Chicken. Do you remember Cow and Chicken? Vaguely. Yeah, it was very odd. Um, Cat you, Dog? You would have had... Now, see, so that's where we jump over to Nickelodeon. Oh, that's Nickelodeon. Um, okay. And I, I suppose one of the things that really separated Cartoon Network from Nickelodeon, yeah. at least in those early days, is Cartoon Network stuck very much with their traditional model of children's narrative. So Dexter's Laboratory had your two goofy parents, your annoying younger sister. Yeah. Um, and Dexter was the wackiest character in that show. And he was unusual and misunderstood. Powerpuff Girls is a superhero story, but it is a family story more than anything else. Where the mm-hmm. three sisters get on and Professor, the professor is there and he tries to help them out with different things. And there's a sexy secretary. Um, and there's a sexy... Miss Bell? Miss Bell. Ah, oh, Miss Bell. You can only see her from the legs up. 
Legs down. Sorry, legs down. Even better. Uh, oh, but yeah, anyway, um, Cow and Chicken was one of the wackier ones that came out. And that came out in direct competition with Nicktoons. Because Nicktoons took a completely different tact. They said, let's be wacky. Yeah, they weren't interested in that kind of serious moral tone. Um, because the Cartoon Network shows did have a moral at the end of each one. Um, you would have things like Johnny Bravo. Um, and Johnny Bravo was hilarious because he would constantly hit on women. Um, I happened to take it the wrong way and base my entire life on the Johnny Bravo way yeah, of living. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, it, the moral was not to be a creep. Like he would was consistently, that the moral of Johnny Bravo? Kind of, because he would consistently fail and he would have his little friend who knew that Johnny had a heart of gold and she would always tell him, just be yourself, Johnny. Just do it this way. And he was like, no, can't do it. Hey, pretty mama. And then he'd go off and he'd hit on somebody and, and do it that way. Now, I just ignored the little girl as well. And that's, yeah, what, that's that how world. I spend my life. Um, and it's fine. It's grand. But um, Cartoon Network certainly wouldn't have seen it that way. But uh, Nicktoons, on the other hand, went the exact opposite direction. So from Nicktoons, you had things like Ah Real Monsters, which is ah, really bizarre. Ben, look, I have to say, if you're going to say the name of that show, say, ah! it, say it with a bit of energy. Please, ah! please don't say Ah Real right, Monsters. Okay. Fair enough. So for anyone listening, I'm going to block my hand because it's going to get very hey, Don't loud. shout. Don't shout. Um, Just say it with energy. So it's Ah Real Monsters. <laughs> um, and I can't do it properly. But that was about a series of monsters who lived in the sewers and were training to be the best monsters they could be. It, uh, in a lot of ways, it was kind of a precursor to Monsters, Inc. In many ways, Unless absolutely. It came out after. Um, no, it, it came out well before Monsters, Inc. Very creepy. Uh, yeah. Very creepy. Very in the style of Tim Burton. And I think probably yeah. trying to capitalize on the success of Nightmare Before Christmas. Wasn't there like a, a kind of cane, a candy cane thing? Candy cane lady that would uh, that would slither around things and yeah. she could transform her body. Lips. And then there was the other strange armpit man who held his eyes in his two hands. Yeah. Um, and then there was the little elf goblin-y thing. That they was were, there with them as well. They were a lot more unsettling than the monsters from Monsters, Inc. Yes, they were terrible. Then we had Cat Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, cat Dog was very unusual about a, a Siamese twin hybrid of a cat and a dog. Yeah, that doesn't um, make any sense by a lot And their adventures. Speak. And that was very, very strange. We had some lesser ones like Rugrats. Rugrats is a classic. How is Rugrats a I mean, lesser, lesser wacky. Sorry, lesser wacky. Well, Rugrats is probably the most famous um, of all the cartoons you've just mentioned. It definitely is, actually, now that you mention it. Lesser we, ones. We had things like Angry Beavers. You're an Angry Dang, Beaver. no! And which I really, really loved. You, d- you don't remember Angry Beavers? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, oh, it was a great show. Ben, um, you, were, you have to remember that we're talking. How old was I here? What, when did these come out? These would have been mid nineties. So I'm like sixteen, seventeen at this stage. Oh, you're more than old enough to do cartoons if you want to. You just didn't commit. Um, you should have guessed that you'd be doing a podcast well, in, in twenty years' time. I was watching Spider Man, the animated series. That's very good. X Men, very good. The animated series. You were a Fox Kids kid. I I wasn't so much as we. They were they were what was on RTE. He's a little superhero nerd. Okay, that was on RTE. That's what was on RTE. Um, and then we saw a slight progression there, and then we get wacky. Then Ren and Stimpy comes along. Ren and Stimpy are after all of those. And Rocco's Modern Life comes along. Hold on. I think your timeline's off. There. My my timeline is off. This isn't red in chronological order. This is nineties. God's sake. Okay. But what marks oh, we're going in increasing order of wackiness. Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. The way that Ren and Stimpy and um, Rocco's Modern Life are aimed at, and their target demographic is completely different. Mm-hmm. Now they're aiming at that teenage demographic that they've been losing, and they're trying to get those people back in. And Ren and Stimpy is insane. I don't know if you've ever watched it. It's I have. It's very uncomfortable. Unnerving, uncomfortable, odd thing. Mm-hmm. And it became kind of the definition of that era. It, it kind of, that's, and it has a huge cult following. But for the life of me, I can't understand why. Um, it's unsettling. And it's the same with Rocker's Modern Life, but Rocker's Modern Life was a little bit more uh, focused on story and plot. Whereas 
Ren and Stimpy was very much whatever we can think of goes. So you had like Cinnamon Toast Man, who was like a weird superhero who flew people around on his butt. Um, but I think without shows like Ren and Stimpy and Rockers Modern Life, we never would have gotten to something like SpongeBob. Oh, I was going to say SpongeBob, Ben. SpongeBob was 2000. Ah. Uh, you learned the technique. You've been watching videos um, this week because he's been doing the rounds to promote something new. Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny, yeah. He's promoting something new. But yeah, that's his famous voice. Oh, he's doing a new series. That's what it is. And there's uproar about that because it's against Stephen Hillenburg's wishes. A new series of what? Uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob spinoff. Oh, um, and Stephen Hillenburg asked for that not to happen. Who's Stephen Hillenburg? The creator of SpongeBob SquarePants, and he passed away uh, this year. Did he? Um, yeah, he passed away this year, and his express wish was not to do any more SpongeBob things. He wanted to leave it as a perfect series, um, and Nickelodeon is now going directly against that wish and making a spinoff. A spinoff. A spinoff. Not it's called a Camp thing. Something, where he becomes a camp counselor and some ridiculous. Thing. Huh. Anyway, that's not really relevant to what we're doing here today. But what unites all these different things is that wacky tone begins to bleed between the two. Um, and Nicktoons during the 90s is definitely the more dominant of the two cartoon networks. Um, more dominant. It's the more dominant cartoon network than Cartoon Network. Than Cartoon Network, which is unusual, isn't it? Um, but we then see a progression and we see them start to mimic each other far more. So um, Cartoon Network then starts to produce things like Ed, Ed and Eddie and the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy and they come a little bit later in the 90s and they really do mark a departure from what they were doing before now we're focused on Wacky a Cartoon Network and over at Nickelodeon we see shows like Doug and Hey Arnold and they mark I think there was a series about people with funny shaped heads yes exactly football head for Arnold mm-hmm. and I can't remember what they say about Doug but isn't he's just, Doug's hair part of his head or something a bit, bit of a dweeb or something like that Yeah, like a weird uh, haircut but, Oddly enough, I think Hey Arnold and Doug have been two of the most influential on this era's uh, cartoons, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, The big difference between Hey Arnold and Doug was that they focused on normal life and the normal tribulations of a a young man in this particular case in these two series. And that girl with the mom. And what they go through. Paddy. Paddy Mayonnaise. Um, That was her name. Um, She was a monobro. Yeah. Oh no, that's Helga. That's Helga Pataki. Come on, get the head. I the don't game. know. I haven't Helga seen Pataki these from things. Hey Arnold. Anyway, that was a very different thing. So, once Cartoon Network realizes that the wacky model is quite successful, they start to produce all these new cartoons, and new they go in a cartoons. really different direction. Invader Zim was kind of the last, of, or well, the beginning of this wave over at Nicktoons, and then that Flash animation style makes the transition to Cartoon Network, and we get Courage the Cowardly Dog, um, the Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And what was the other one I mentioned just there? Ben 10. I've lost it now. Where's it gone? Ben 10. Ben Tennyson. Ben 10 came much later to sell toys. Um, <laughs> but in reverse, this time the, the show was made first, but then it became something nah, that was just used to sell toys. That's definitely wrong, Ben. Um, no, it's Man of Action series. They launched the series first and then very quickly... No, Ben 10 was definitely made to sell toys. Oh, it's definitely made to sell toys, but I'm saying they, did, they launched the show first and then the toys. Well... You see, the thing is, they probably designed toys first. Oh, that's what I mean. To, I'm not saying like a lot didn't. of a lot of these shows that I was talking about earlier, they launched the show first. Ah, okay, okay. But the, in they, that case, it follows your but model. They launched it directly, fully knowing we have these toys and we need the the original plan with turtles was to sell turtles action figures. Ah, okay. But the people who made them was it Mattel, Playmates? I can't remember. They were like, "Look, we're not going to sell these. We've made them. They're cool." But they're not going to sell based on the 100,000 people who are buying this comic. Yeah. Make us a cartoon. They made a cartoon. That's how we sell. To sell toys. Mm. But the toys were already there. 
And there's no doubt in my mind that's what they did with Ben 10. Oh, absolutely. Well, you can look that up there. But the other things that we saw then um, is that we pushed more things. Samurai Jack came in on Cartoon Network, which is just a fantastic show in its own way and quite different from the rest. But Cartoon Network begins to dominate then with this new wave of cartoons. Um, Your Ben 10s, your Rex Generator. I have never heard of that. Things like that. What, Ben 10? I've clearly heard of Ben 10. There's forearms. Up there. Have you got forearms up yeah, there? See him oh up look there. there he is. What's he he's doing behind, up there? He's behind Daryl Dixon. <laughs> What's he doing? That's fucking that's the odd that's the that is literally Mick's Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a Gundam. Except, oh for God's sake. This is, this is the things that he's corrected Darryl over time. Dixon. Yeah. But I think one of the Lego Marty McFly. So all the cult animation of the nineteen nineties is starting to be put into Cartoon Network. So things like the critic or tick Rocco's Modern Life, they take all those lessons and they start to push them in um, to Cartoon Network. And Nickelodeon takes the opposite. James Bond Jr. Uh, maybe. Uh, Nickelodeon takes the opposite tact with that and they reduce their cartoon platform and they begin to push their teen shows. Their teen live from action. From Dan Schneider. And Dan Schneider, as we all know, is a real bad egg now. Is he? Um, oh yeah, he was done for all Hashtag kinds me too. of... Oh, serious Me Too stuff. But we'll do that in a different who episode because we're keeping it light and breezy. What did he do? Lizzie McGuire? Uh, no, he did iCarly. He did... Um, Zoe 101 I don't know if you I don't know I, I don't know any yeah, of these Zoe 101 iCarly um, he did Hannah Victorious Montana. he did Hannah Montana no he didn't he didn't do Hannah Montana that's Disney don't don't mess up my head was that Disney um, that was Disney yeah um, but yeah he did all those um, and he was big on that he he was part of oh Drake and Josh is the big one that he did that Zendaya you might have heard of um, he was responsible for Zendaya in some form because he had one of the shows with her she and not Disney? the other girl. It depends. They've jumped around. I That's don't know. The thing. There's a couple of contract jumps as we go along. But... Oh, go on. The two focus on their separate things. And I think what's missing um, and what was always missing from that 90s era of cartoons is there's no continuity. There's no character growth. They are traditional cartoons in that they reset every week for the new episode. Well, except Spider-Man. Except well, Spider-Man is not part of this 90s Saturday morning cartoon. Yes, it thing. is. At, not at the moment, it isn't. It is. Hush you. Just stay out Bloody of it. Bloody X-Men. Right? Hush, wished. Would you give X-Men up? X-Men was all about would character development. Up? We're going to have to do a part two on this because I'm not even anywhere near done on this, <laughs> this thing. Because you keep you? talking about toys. X-Men. <laughs> Bloody X-Men. But... The wackiness in the Cartoon Network shows has taken off in a huge way. Right. But it's lacking some kind of heart and soul. Oh, that's your opinion. Well, it's my opinion, and that's absolutely fine. But no, it the, isn't. there's a reason that the new okay, there's the reason that the new wave of cartoons from Cartoon Network from the mid to late 2000s has become so massive, and right. why the fan base for these shows has become so huge. In what part are, because the internet is now widely used. What are they? And subcommunities. So I would argue that the the new wave of animation that we see are is Adventure Time, beginning with Adventure oh, Time. Oh, people like that. Um, regular show, Steven Universe. Yeah. Um. Gravity Falls. Yeah. These are, are new cartoons, which are wacky. Newish. And unusual. Uh, that's what I mean. Mid-2000s to to mid-mid-2000s. <laughs> All right. 2013s, etc. Um, we have things like Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which is one that you might not have heard, but you almost certainly have. I haven't heard of it. Okay. Star vs. the Forces of Evil. That's one you and your good lady will, will undoubtedly enjoy if you're Gravity okay. Falls fans. That was Disney's successor to Gravity Falls. Oh. Um, and these have kind of come along and they're doing phenomenally well um, as shows. 
and you'll hear fans talk about it with a kind of reverence when they talk about these different shows and there has to be something different about those shows because people love those early 2000s cartoons but they weren't formative in the same way and I think somewhere along the way hold on formative in the same way to who? you don't have the same kind of fan bases for the Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy or Courage the Cowardly Dog well I don't know you wait five years and wait till the kids who grew up with those are 25 but you have that kind of fan base now with Adventure Time Steven Universe and the regular show because they tap into the nostalgia for the other shows are you sure about that? Well, a lot of adults are watching them, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah. But, but why is that such a shift? That's what I wanted to look at. Why do you think that shift happens? And I think, generally speaking, it's because they put a lot more effort into character development and kind of mm. the arc of the character more than anything. Um, one of the prime examples would be Steven Universe. Go on. Uh, Steven Universe centers around the aforementioned eponymous Steven Universe. Um, Are you saying Steven Universe or Steve in Universe? No, Steven Universe. Steve Steve is in the universe. No, no, Steven, S-T-E-V-E-N. Like when Wikipedia says this article is written from an in-universe perspective. Please edit it. No, it's not. Steve in Universe. No, it's Steven Universe. Right. Do you enjoy that? (laughs) Did you have the crack there? That was pretty funny. Do you enjoy (laughs) I mean... It tickled my funny bone. I don't know how else. Well, listeners, let us know down below. Was Mick funny or not funny? <laughs> um, you can comment down below. Listen, we don't have a lot of time. No, go on. Left. You want me to try saying. and finish it up? No, okay. no, not the whole thing. Just what you were saying there before. So, Steven Universe is a prime example. Steve in Universe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I gotcha. Fucking monster. Um, Steven Universe is a prime example of that because it centers around a young man who's grown up without his mother and... Um, and what sets him apart is he's perfectly allowed to be upset, un- unhappy, or um, just generally not feeling it. That's all um, fine. From day to day. It's not fine. That's all fine. Yeah, it's all fine. But it wouldn't have been the marker of a cartoon prior to that. And it kind of it introduced a new world. And it's the same with Finn from Adventure Time. We saw a character who started out as just a swashbuckling kind of typical teen protagonist. Mm-hmm. And over the many series that followed... We've seen a lot of emotional development, especially from male characters. I feel like female characters probably get a bit overlooked in that Good. regard. Um, and it suits you, doesn't it? Uh, what overlooked female characters? Yeah. Only when only on Friday nights, Michael. Oh, uh, Jesus! But uh, yeah, um, generally speaking, they get a quite a, a bad look in on that kind of thing. And I suppose that maybe because a lot of. Um, female characters are often told that they can be weak or flawed etc if they want if they want to be whereas male characters have always lacked that so I think what's causing that shift in the narrative for a lot of cartoons is what I would call the growing man child epidemic where men are allowed to grapple with those more complex feelings um, which wouldn't have been given a voice on television and it's interesting to see that development but we'll finish it yeah Either next week or the week after, because we well, might have to do a Brave Star. Brave Star. <laughs> I think we're actually going to do a Brave Star and, pitch. Go and write a movie from <laughs> I scratch. Fucking, I fucking watched that. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to have to do a Brave Star pitch. But yeah, so I think it's interesting to see um, that development. Let us know down below. Do you watch any of the the new wave of animation? And were you a big fan of any of the old wave of nineties animation? I liked X Men. I don't that know if I mentioned before. that. Yeah, you you did once or twice. But it's good to say it again. It's good to say it again. Um, but let us know if you're watching any of the ones that we mentioned there: Adventure Time, Steven Universe, Regular Show, Gravity Falls, Steve in Universe. Yes, yeah, Steve in Universe. That's what it is. Uh, for any of my other listeners, you know that Michael's a buffoon, and that's not accurate at all. Um, but let us know what you thought overall. Do you just call them your listeners? Yeah. <laughs> 
our <laughs> listeners, Ben, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Not if I have anything to say about it. Um, but yeah, let us know down below what you think of the new wave of cartoons. If you're a cartoon fan, if you're not a cartoon fan, how many action figures do you have? Yeah. And um, um, do you think that it is better to write a Wikipedia article from an in-universe perspective or from a... From an encyclopedia <laughs> If you're going to be at Dublin Comic Con uh, In two, two weeks, weeks from now, yeah. do come and see us. Let us know down below if you think it's going to be. Our good friend Cron has already let us know. We'll see you there, Cron. Um, he's going to be in as a punter on the Saturday. Cron gave us a lot of comics to review for our other podcast, uh, Collecting Issues. Which we'll definitely have to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you haven't had enough Michael and Benjamin's podcast this week, yeah, what's wrong with check you? out Wednesday where we'll have a brand new Collecting Issues. And this time. It's about a series that was made to sell toys. Well, this one wasn't, but we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Oh, you're a monster. Anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to see any of our other stuff, take a look at shomrabug.com. That's S-E-O-M-R-A-B-U-G, B-E-A-G.com. It, it means small room in Irish. Small room in Irish. And you can find us there. Stay tuned, because we'll have a lot more Comic-Con content coming up. You can check all that out yeah. in our various places. If you YouTube, don't, probably. Yeah, YouTube, probably. If you don't fancy getting in touch with us on our website, we have an iTunes, too. We have an I Instagram. I thought iTunes didn't exist anymore. We have. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. This is the most annoying thing. So technically, iTunes isn't real anymore, but you can find us on the Apple Podcasts app. Um, and give us a review there every shoot review bloody, helps shoot us a bloody email um, except the bad ones yeah well I mean you can shoot us a bad email just direct it to Ben yeah because uh, they're usually directed at me aren't they Michael yeah. you usually... can just direct it to uh, Ben at Michael and Benjamin's podcast or Cook Lord at Michael and Benjamin's podcast boom Those, um, they're not real addresses anyway that's it from us this week bye bye where's the cursor <laughs> god damn it <laughs>